Sporkies, welcome back. I'm joined by John today. It's me, baby, we're back. We're covering a banger of a movie, no arguments allowed. We're talking about Jordan Peele's directorial debut in Get Out. Feels a little late to be covering it, honestly, considering we did Nope so early on in the show's illustrious one-year history, by the way. This 15th, uh... In six days now, will be exactly one year since we uploaded that malignant episode and all of its terrible, terrible quality. But That's alas, bullshit. That's a great episode. Right, right. No, no, no. For sure, the content is quality. However, the sound quality, we've yeah, we've our grown, setup. we've grown, not progressed, optimal. and matured through our single year in existence. You know, so now we're we are crisp in our audio. And if I could somehow scrub all of those to be better i would i do that for you people but i can't so i won't just a reminder we do still have a lot of stickers to give away and how you can get some free stickers is all you got to do is rate us five stars leave a review screenshot proof that it was you doing both of these things uh, and send it to us over at instagram at bloody spork or twitter at bloody spork pod or our email address at bloody spork pod at gmail.com and uh, we will get into contact with you about getting you some stickers via mail or local drop-off, pending who you are. So, again, get some stickers. Regardless, how have you been, John? How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm alright, man. Uh, girlfriend's been doing some traveling recently, so I've had the apartment to myself. And I tell you what, it's a creepy fucking feeling. <laughs> Real? I get it. <laughs> I, uh, I made the mistake of watching horror movies back to back to back to back last week, so I was in a very paranoid mood. In yeah, here. John John had himself a real mini film festival by himself, and uh, needless to say, you know, quite the experience, yeah? Yeah, yeah, for sure. What about you, man? Um, you know, I'm doing A-OK, you know, I'm just trucking along, taking these summer courses one at a time, I think... If all comes to plan, I only have two semesters left, folks. Right? Two semesters yeah. left. Two you hear that? Left. Our school two, is almost done. Two semesters and an internship. But two, you know, whatever. It so, counts. Slowly but surely, I almost feel like I'm achieving something. Slowly. Oh, damn. You gotta give yourself more credit, bud. <laughs> as, as work grinds away at the dust of my bones that are brittle and left behind every day as I clock out. But, yeah. Alas, we must talk about what is arguably a modern-day masterpiece, depending who you ask. Uh, I must admit I am a bit of a sham. I believe I said it way back when on our Nope episode, but I had never seen Get Out before. So, this was my first viewing experience. Wait, Dan, what? I know, I know. Who the fuck is this guy? I was on that episode, and I don't even fucking remember that. I could be wrong. I could have lied on that episode. I don't remember. But yes, if I didn't already lie to you all, um, here's the truth. This is my first time watching this movie. I saw Us in theaters. I saw Nope in three times in theaters. You all know that. Uh, But this is my first viewing experience at Get Out. Uh, Get Out came out right before, just right before I got super nuanced and into horror deeply deeply wow this this was like february of 2017 i believe 
Uh, let me just double check that. Confirm with my Wikipedia sources. Um, so, one moment, so this please. will be a, a fucking interesting discussion then. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, so this comes out February 24th, 2017. Uh, fucking box office success is an understatement. A budget of four and a half million ends up grossing 255 million at the box office. Jordan Peele really absolutely nailed it out of the park with his directorial debut again uh hand in hand with blumhouse you know i don't know if the show's ever gotten my true blumhouse rant i don't know if they ever will because the rant starts with blumhouse sucks but then blumhouse is behind something like this and i was like ah ah whatever well, Blum, blumhouse is a mixed bag man it, it is it is it is a mixed bag and honestly mixed bag is an understatement because i'm gonna look up one more thing right now because they've got the they've had their hands in some bullshit before man <laughs> Yeah, I'd say, because the Truth or Dare movie comes out not too much longer. Comes out nearly, like, we'll, it comes out basically 14 months later. Blumhouse then endorses Truth or Dare, which is one of the biggest pieces of shit <laughs> I've ever had to lay my eyes on. But, that's not what we're talking about. Ladies, gentlemen, and NBs, this is not the first time he's gone on his rant about truth or dare. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> I hate it. I hate I, I, Lucy Hale, I don't hate you. Get that bag. Pretty Little Liars. I get it. Whatever. Etc. Etc. Ah, truth or dare. Ah. Ah. Anyway. You know, I can't even fucking blame you because <laughs> I feel the way you feel about truth or dare about that fucking horrible chucky reboot that blumhouse did oh <laughs> uh, i'm containing yeah. it now but i get fucking mm. pissed about that movie. and it sucks the tv series is really good but that movie <gasps> is awful just awful <laughs> either way get out uh like i said right before i super get into horror movies on i i say right before uh, I was watching, you know, I was still watching Kill Counts, I was still watching Dead Meat, you know, but I definitely wasn't, like, listening to podcasts and over-analyzing movies, and up until this point, I had seen all the, like, super huge fill-your-seat blockbuster movies. Like, in 2017, I believe Insidious The Last Key came out, and I saw that in theaters, like, day two, you know, because I watched the whole Insidious series up until that point. Mind you, a new Insidious movie just came out, and boy, does it stink! <laughs> oh, really? You don't Apparently, uh, Patrick Warburton directed it as well. Is that his name? Isn't That's he? Name. I know that name. Who is that? Is that? The... I it might be. Is I that Joe just... from Family Guy? <laughs> I meant Patrick Wilson. I think. Oh, Whoops. Patrick Wilson. <laughs> Sorry, That's Patrick. A shame. The, the guy who you know stars in the yeah, movies. Yeah. I believe he directed it. Uh, That's a shame, because I think he's a really talented actor. Yes, it's his directorial debut, I believe. Oh. Uh, And I didn't, I haven't seen it myself. That's just the social media zeitgeist coming out. I very, you know, I base a lot of my opinions on the misinformation that gets spread on the internet. Uh, So I saw some replies to some of the promo tweets, and they're like, yeah, this shit is ass. Uh, So that sucked. I'm going to still watch it. I have to, by law. I have an Insidious. I the first Insidious, you know, it just gets me, and it's one of those movies we'll talk about someday. But boy, am I scared to talk about it. Yeah, my experience with Insidious is pretty limited. I only watched the first two. <laughs> Unreal. 
I get it. I get it. That's honestly for the better, truly. But, again, to the topic matter, get hey, out. Wait, fuck that bullshit. <laughs> We're talking about some gas. We're talking about some bangers, and do I mean bangers, beautiful movie, super well shot, sound design was crisp. Uh, as, as I dive deeper and deeper into the audio world, I, I pay more attention to, to, to audio cues and just audio in general. And boy, were my goosebumps a goosin' this time through. You know, this movie, fantastic. You know, fantastic first-time viewing experience. I wish I had seen it in theaters. I can only imagine watching it in oh, theaters now. Yeah. Would have been the experience of a lifetime. All I could do was watch it in my basement in the dark. And honestly, it got a little spooky. Regardless, uh, pre-spoilers still, you know, our bit. This might be a bit easier uh, than the usual but Rotten Tomatoes critical score, what do you think Get Out has? If if I remember correctly from when I checked like two years ago, I want to say like 97%. You're close enough. It is 98%. Motherfucker. Off by so, one. Yeah, 98% critically. It actually held a 100% score for a good bit after it came out. I don't know when it started to dip. Not that I'd call 2% a dip by any means, but... Uh, obviously isn't a perfect score anymore. Uh, either way. Audience score, Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think? Ah, I hadn't thought of this one. I I still think it's probably going to be pretty high. I want to say like yes. maybe 94. Lower. 92. Lower. 88. I'm going to say lower one more time. But you're super close. 86. 86% audience score. Uh, your critics' consensus today is funny, scary, and thought-provoking. Get Out seamlessly weaves its trenchant social critiques into a brilliantly effective and entertaining horror comedy thrill ride. So, if you're familiar, uh, according to John, who just told me, uh, this movie had a bit of some ruffling of the feathers... At the Oscars, did win one Oscar, uh, won the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay, awarded to Jordan Peele himself, which I cannot, uh, we could not speak at length for what Jordan Peele has accomplished in general as a comedian, as a writer, as now a director. Uh, so we don't need to, you know, suck him off for an hour, obviously. I mean, I, I totally could. And all I'll say, all I say to this is that Get Out came out, what, 2017? February 2017, yep. So I spent all of my high school years w fucking watching Key and Peele religiously. Naturally. And so, and so, like, and it ended as soon as I got out of high school, too. So it, co it coincided pretty evenly. But, you know, in that next year, I come to find out that fucking Jordan Peele is directing a horror movie. And I was like, holy shit, this, what? The fucking, the fucking A.A. Ron guy? Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And lo and behold, like at the time, I was like, oh, that's probably going to be some bullshit. And I did not expect to come out the other side with it being receiving fucking universal acclaim. Yeah, it's just like generally like, hey, man, this movie, solid. Expectations were sky high for Jordan Peele. And, you know, the next two movie entries, us and then, nope, honestly, yeah, it depends on who you ask, right? 
I think general consensus is like, oh, he's two for three. I don't think a lot of people like us because us is super open-ended in its ending. What? Ever. Yeah. Fun facts. I don't mind. I would, like I said, I, we said, spoke briefly before the show, as we do, the friends that we are. And obviously the next episode the two of us do is going to be us. We are going to complete, I think that'll be like our first complete series, I suppose you could say. Uh, yeah. Where we didn't just summarize five of the movies in 30 minutes. Um, sorry to... We did that twice now, I think. Uh, we did that with Nightmare on Elm Street and Leprechaun. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> sorry. The 80s and 90s aren't really our wheelhouse. So, that's where the 2010s Before our come time. in. Yeah. So, not next Friday, but two Fridays from now. It'll probably be a John and, John and me, me and John. And we'll be talking yep. about us. So, make sure you... Cue that movie up and check that one out if you haven't already. Plenty of plot twists in that one. Oh, it's so uh, nice to conveniently view all these movies on my Blu-ray disc set that Dan <laughs> nothing, got me for my birthday. Oh, you oh, know, nothing what crazy. A good, what a good pal. Now I don't I, have to rent these movies. I have the same box set, you know? It was also <laughs> a gift to me. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's, and so if you don't already, there's already a three-in-one collection that has all three of Jordan Peele's mo- movies on it, along with bonus bonus scenes, deleted scenes, commentary tracks with his commentary, which is always super awesome. I love it when directors do that. Um, I remember growing up watching the direct... No, it was... There is a cast commentary track for the first Scooby-Doo movie. Oh, God, I remember that. It's pretty fucking goofy, and I would just watch it. And Even as a child, I would watch the cast commentary version of the first live-action Scooby-Doo movie. And, uh, you know, a, a film nerd was born, really. You know? I, could, I could never <laughs> enjoy those features, even as a kid. <laughs> uh, I'd really like to watch I didn't, but I would really like to watch it uh, get out now with Jordan Peele's commentary and see what I his just... train of thought was. It's like watching the hot dog get made, man, you know? I don't want it to ruin the mystique. That's an analogy, for sure. Taking our classic Frank and comparing it to movie making. But I get it, you know? You know? Shout out to You're... Joey Chestnut. That boy did his thing again, 4th of July, you know? Really? Just kidding. It got rained out. I don't really know what uh... happened after that. I, I, he, like, he then asked all the competitors to come back out and said, we're fucking doing this shit, man. But I don't know what happened after that. God, I... man, that's a that's my throat <laughs> goat right there. That's a man dedicated to his sport. A true American warrior. Never has there ever been a competitor more dominant in his sport, you know? <laughs> He's such a little man. <laughs> but boy, can he shovel away some glizzies in the oh, name yeah. of America. Ooh-wee, brother. Yeah, but so... <laughs> we'll stay on track, I promise. Regarding... I promise we'll get to the movie. Uh, yeah, so there's a three-in-one set out. No way it's more than like 30 bucks at your local Target, Walmart. Probably even cheaper if you wanted it. Um, I'm shocked as to how soon that came out. Honestly, with the way streaming services are now, the, like, turnover on movies getting put on DVD is, like, fucking two months. It's insane. Like, I guess because I haven't bought a Blu-ray in fucking God knows how long. I didn't even know that. Because I yeah, remember, uh-huh. we, we did our Nope episode, and then my birthday was, what, like, two or three weeks later? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I was like, holy I shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, I was just thinking about that the other day, actually, like... Growing up as a kid, 
missing a movie in the theaters. It was like, I'm not going to be able to get that shit till next year on DVD. Yeah, shit, get fucked. Like, growing up, I remember going to the theaters being like, oh, shit, no one else is going to see this unless they see it right now. Or yeah. you get a bootlegged, bootlegged, maybe, copy at your local flea market two months later or whatever. But, like, DVDs were within, like, maybe a year, if you were lucky. Maybe yeah. some of the super popular ones got, like, six to eight months, I feel like. But I was also a kid and didn't go to stores a lot, so who knows. Well, it's like but. you had that one month ideally window to watch a movie in theaters mm-hmm. and then if you didn't like get fucked <laughs> and sometimes the like really really big movies they got like a second or third month at your local yeah. like, super cheap dirty theater um but you know whatever we've all had different experiences growing up so maybe you got to see every movie in theaters as they came out not me though all right so I'm I'm big nowadays. I love having physical media. It's probably the most boomer property I have to offer as a 25 year old in today's society. Well, we share that, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So like, I love to buy DVDs and Blu-rays because you know what? These things, even if they, if they're on a streaming service right now, they're not going to be on a streaming service forever. So you know, who's to say? Get out, us, nope, will ever be on a streaming service. Now I own all three of them physically. You just don't have to worry about that kind of shit if you own it, man. Exactly. It's so, so much less of a goddamn hassle. So buy some DVDs, make some shelf space, own your own favorite movies. Yeah, man. Um, either this is not a pro. This isn't a pro physical media debacle, but we're pro physical media. Uh, either way. Yep. To talk about the movie at hand, uh, still pre spoilers. Don't worry. But, obviously, go watch this movie if you haven't already. It has some interesting social critiques, obviously. And, like I said, very beautifully shot, very well made. Very simple, to the point plot. Nothing too crazy. We don't even we don't even get a crazy exposition dump. How thankful am I? They, for the most part, just let the audience figure it all out, you know? This movie is it, It's actually quite shocking how simple the execution seems to be and yet it all just kind of it comes together so smoothly and flawlessly i think right at its core when you're watching it it's such like you said a simple premise simple straight through line kind of ideology going on but after the movie's over and you start to think about it the grandiose scale of the operation happening in the film mind-boggling you start to because as soon as the movie ended, I was like, hold on, what about XYZ, you know? What yep. happens to them now? So this is your last warning, pre-spoilers. If you want to go check it out, pause this episode, go watch the movie, hour 45 minutes. And it's a solid hour 45 minutes, not too long, not too short in my opinion. I don't think anything really needed to be cut, per se. Not at all. Uh... Go check out our Nope episode if you haven't already. Arguably the most effort I've put into any one of these episodes. Definitely uh, one of our longest wise. ones, too, I think. Oh, I think it's still the longest. That episode's an hour 45. Fun fact. Oh, damn. So, <laughs> yeah, me we, me and John, we'd be rapping from time to time. Nothing crazy. We had a lot to say. Uh, I don't think we'll reach that in this episode, but us, honestly, the, sim- the symbolism in us runs so deep. Uh, okay, definitely... to be fair, to be fair, I think that that episode ran a little long because on top of it 
being about nope i think we kind of used it as like a micro jordan peele episode in general uh, <laughs> shit we might have but oh well here's your well, whatever. in depth in depth in depth you know the the, the we got a what the hell are those things called magnifying glass <laughs> on, <laughs> on nope today okay all right, and we're like almost a year removed from the Nope episode, if not a whole week. Well, I guess we couldn't be a year removed. Either way, closing in on a year removed, we're coming back to Jordan Peele. We're entering the spoiler section now. Go watch the movie if you haven't already. And here we go. Movie opens up cold open with a man getting abducted by a guy in a fucking Knights Templar suit. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like, "Holy shit, man! What?" Uh, I, I obviously there a lot of the societal topics that run rampant in this movie have to do with racial ideas, and Jordan Peele himself did confirm that. I forget the specific words or whatever that he uses. I don't want to say it was inspired by, but it was. Relative to um, the fucking bozo making the zombie movies. God damn it. I am a fraud. Oh, Romero? Yes, thank you. The first Romero zombie movie, which also... Oh, Night of the Living Dead. Gotcha. Which also infamously has a solo black man in a house full of white people fighting for his life. Um, Jordan Peele did say that was intentional. If you didn't already know, George Romero's casting was unintentional, but he didn't write it with any racial undertones. He just wrote a movie, you know? Yeah. And it just so happened to be, <gasps> did he mean to do that? You know? But he came clean, so respect to Romero for coming clean. May he rest in peace. He, he, he stumbled into what artists or creators, I want to say, at least I call the maybe zone, where, you, where, <laughs> yeah. you, where your fucking end product becomes this whole new thing and people are like did you mean to do that and you're like oh maybe <laughs> also yeah who's to say <laughs> yeah but this was all intentional from jordan peele he knew what he was doing from top from start to finish he he knew what he was doing obviously very intelligent intelligent man i'll give it to him uh we get the cold open we get a black man abducted by a man in a night suit so we're already off to a strong start poor lakeith we're- stanfield yeah, honestly, we get introduced to our hot, sexy, fresh power couple, Chris Washington and Rose Armitage. Uh, Armitage. Yeah, played by, obviously, Daniel Kaluuya, who, man, what a streak for him. He, for I mean, real. I say streak, I can't even think of all, he did so many movies from 2017 until today, 2023, he was just in the fucking Spider-Verse movie. Like, man is a superstar, obviously. Uh, to go from this, and then obviously links back up with Peel for Nope, and just two outstanding performances. Uh, I'd say he's easily the best part of this movie, obviously. Like, without a doubt. I, I don't recall. Is this, like, his first, like, breakout huge role, or had he been in something else before? I was trying to figure that out. I couldn't find any specifics i feel like this is his for sure breakout movie but i do think he was in stuff before it but what do i know let's see yeah i'm not oh you know what he had that episode in fucking black mirror 
I didn't watch all Black Mirror, so I, oh you know, good, I it's not worth it. <laughs> I watched four out of the five episodes of the most recent season, just because my girlfriend wanted to. But they weren't terrible; they were interesting. I think, you know, if we ever get to get around to a Patreon, talking about Black Mirror would be something. I mean, TV series in general would be something we yeah. throw on there. So tell your friends, you know, you want to pay for our support. Please give pay, us money, no, please. Pay for our... No, you want to pay and support us, is what I meant. You know. Please give us money. We don't want to work. Uh, Yeah, so... This does seem to be his huge breakout performance, but a year after Get Out, he ends up in fucking Black Panther. So, yeah. you know... Yeah, <laughs> you're right. He's pretty much a stud. <laughs> and... It just, it keeps going for him. After that, he does Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, he such does, a good movie. He does Nope. He does, what else does he do? He does, obviously, the Black Panther sequel. What's the other movie I'm thinking of? I can't see it. There's another movie. I saw a bunch of trailers for it. There's something to do with a church that he was in. But now I can't think of it. And I'm not seeing it, so I can't tell you. Damn it. Uh, either way, obviously, he's gigantic. He's a huge star. I, I don't know that I've ever heard his actual voice. The more I talk about Daniel, he is a British man, believe it or not. And I don't know if I've ever heard him be British. He's kind of really? in that same... I'm, he's kind of in that same boat for me as Idris Elba. I've heard Idris Elba <laughs> be a man from Baltimore, but I have never heard him be himself. Uh... Anyway, they're super hot. They're hot. Whatever. Daniel Kaluuya. They're so hot. God, what's they're her name? They're both so hot. Uh, Allison Williams plays our uh, main co-star girlfriend to Daniel in this movie. She was in Megan. She wasn't Megan. She wasn't she's Megan. The, she's the fucking aunt. Or, yeah, aunt, right? The caretaker, yeah. eventually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're familiar with Allison Williams. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I did not recognize her but at To be all. fair, she the is bangs, not the bad you know? part about that movie. Oh, no, not about Megan. No, she just had she, bangs in she this She killed movie. it. Um, I am of a very strong... No, you know what? I'm not going to say that, actually. I'm not going to say that on air. I'll say that off air. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that's, that's Patreon content. Sorry. There you oh. go. <laughs> I can't say that. Anyway, yeah, Allison Williams, who was just in fucking Megan. You know, she did some other shit. We get, get out. Uh. Well, I, I was reading the Wikipedia, events. and yeah. she's been named another one of the, you know, this generation's, like, new scream queens. Huh? I can see it. She's apparently been in a couple horror movies. Damn, really? Let's, let's, uh, pass forward, get out, The Perfection, Horizon Life, Megan, and Megan 2. I don't know what Horizon Line is. Oh, uh, that does look, uh, it looks pretty. Adventure Thriller. Okay. Swedish I film. Yeah, I can't attest to the quality of these films, but, you know. <laughs> all right. Okay. I mean, her Wikipedia, one of the first things it said is Scream Queen, so, all right. Sure. Whatever. But, yeah, Allison Williams, we've talked about her before. Another quality performance here. Um, I genuinely didn't recognize her with the bangs. <laughs> Just, <laughs> and I, uh, I want to say a different hair color, but I could be wrong. Not important. So... There are power couple for the movie. She's like, you gotta come meet my parents. We've been dating for four months already. 
Five months. She corrects him. Sorry. Five months. Uh, time to meet the parents. And he's like, hey, man. Do they know I'm black? And she's like, what? Like, why Why would I need to tell them? Like, Why would that matter? <laughs> you're, being, you're being so silly. Cut it like, out. Like, what? Like, why does it matter? <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, can you fuck? What? what you, huh? Huh? I you think know? that is a very valid question that he asked. Honestly, you know, I, I cannot attest to it personally. I am a white man. But, I, you know, for uh, for our audience who do not have the benefit to see us on camera as we record. You if know, you if don't you already could... follow us on Instagram where we've posted pictures of our faces. Exactly. If, if you, for whatever reason, do not know yet, I am, of course, a black man. So, you know, I'm bringing that into the, uh, the discussion of this movie because it's right. I will... I'll let him, you know, lead the conversation when it's relevant. Uh, I mean, you know, he can lead the conversation whenever, really. But uh, just all... uh, just so you all understand that the viewing of this movie, you know, it's a bit of a different experience between me and Dan. Yeah. And so, while obviously I do not side with the white folk in this movie, <laughs> Jesus, fuck, what's wrong with them? By God. Um there's obviously parts that I cannot attest to by any stretch of the imagination. Like the cold open, you know, he's just like, man, I can't be out here like this, man. And, like, honestly, I just don't like to be out past a certain time on the street anyway, regardless. No. You know, I get a little spooked out easily. I, you know, I hate to break it to you all. I'm kind of afraid of the dark. <laughs> Whew. Well, I, that, I actually really did appreciate that line because that's something that I kind of get as well. You know, where, 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 where we live, you know, I live in the city and for whatever reason down here, I have no issue walking outside, walking down the street at like midnight. But, you know, you throw me in the suburb at night, walking around, I'm like, oh, fuck, I cannot be out here like that. Yeah. So we get a lot of that because, uh, Daniel, in this movie, uh, sorry, I'll try to refer to, I, you know, I always... I'm terrible, and I switch between the actors' names and then their characters' names. Again, Daniel Kaluuya plays Chris Washington in this movie, so if I switch between Daniel and Chris, same person, I'm probably going to try to do Chris, because I'm Dan. <laughs> there whatever. you go. <laughs> Chris, in this movie, uh, basically doesn't have either of his parents in his life. His dad walked out when he was young, and he lost his mother at a very young age. I'm glad that that's it you know like for the sake of his backstory they use the very tip of the iceberg and they don't try to give us some crazy weird backstory where like he had some positive social interaction with some grandmother at some point as a child or something it's just like oh well he doesn't know either of his parents cool great we're on to the next one you know yeah it's a very short and sweet backstory that you know actually does become more relevant later in the movie but you know for what it is it works so we get these two we then get introduced to comedic relief motherfucking tsa agent rod williams played by best character in the movie lil rel howery quite <laughs> quite the performance out of him he's pretty much just our comedic relief and nothing really else but boy does he nail it <laughs> he's a funny motherfucker he's funny as shit in his tiny roles 
if there were a way to give him a bigger role in this movie, I would have loved to have seen it. But even in the capacity we got him in, it was crisp. I feel yeah. like his role was pretty substantial compared to other comedic relief characters. For sure, because I think I, I compare it to like Nope, and there was definitely moments where like Angel was yeah. a little bit too involved and a little bit too in the mixer. So if there's a balance between Angel and this, I think that's like the perfect perfect kind of thing well, maybe for maybe. me what works with rod is that like he's chris's best friend so yeah. like his involvement to the de- the degree to which he's involved in these in this movie is like completely warranted it's completely warranted completely realistic completely just you know whereas with angel I, it's like you don't know these people i i'd say the only considering all the modern technology they have at hand and how actively it is a part of certain niche points um no tracking thing, you know? And I, yeah, that's a little, that's a bit up for debate, you know. Think, societally, things are a little different for men than they are for women. Me, personally. Oh, you, you, you mean, like, <laughs> location stuff? Yeah, like, when I was going out into stranger danger zones once upon a time, you know, I was sending my location to Gavin every single time. I was like, hey, buddy. Watch out for me. <laughs> if I don't hit you up by 10 a.m. tomorrow... Please, God, send somebody. Please come find so, me. So I, 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 don't, I don't even want to call that a gripe. That's that's like super nitpicky of this movie because he, like Chris, actively uses his phone throughout the movie as much as he can. And, well, depending. Uh, I, I really liked it. Because back in 2017, I don't even fucking remember anymore. Did we have that feature? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we're still, that's like, I want to say prime, but like Snapchat's a thing and you get Snapchat and all their fucking location filters. So there's definitely some form of like sharing location in some way, shape or form, I would assume. Um, Definitely in 2019, because that's when I was, you know, doing my thing. But 2017, I don't know. Uh, Regardless, uh, super nitpicky. I don't, I'm not saying that as a con to the movie, just as like a, what is it, a cliff note? A cliff note, if you will. Yeah. A cliff note of the technology usage in the movie. So, they're getting away. They're up basically going to a cabin in the woods, unfortunately. Excuse me. Rod is tasked with dog sitting. So cute. While Chris is away. Yes. Shout out to Sid, our dog actor. Cutest dog. Brilliant performance, honestly. You know, Round of applause, if you will. Uh, I gotta give it to Daniel. And, uh, God, I feel horrible for forgetting her name already. But, uh, Allison. I, <laughs> I gotta give it to Daniel and at at Fucking what? <laughs> I forgot again. Take your time, take your time. It's Allison. 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 There we go. I gotta give it to Daniel and Allison because their, their chemistry in this movie, very fucking genuine. Very good. Yeah, and up until, like, the end when things start to, like, you know, fuck around and find shit, out. Yeah. yeah, territory. Yeah, I was very convinced like, of her They did not have to give us any exposition or backstory on their relationship. They just yeah, dropped us in, and I believed it. Yeah, there was, yeah, never for a moment in time was I like, oh, shit, does she, like, really like him? Or, like, yeah. what's going on, you know? So, they, we meet the family and boy, are the family some fucking characters, man. Oh, boy. Just a bunch of fu- If I If I met a family like this, I would be like, man, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what the? 
the fuck are you people, bro? Hypnosis treatment? This guy's telling me I should be in the MMA? What are you saying, bro? Damn. Shit. Yeah, man. So, the last uh, the last thing I trust in this world is white people in a big old house. <laughs> is white people that look like off-brand versions of Macaulay Culkin, but more Dude, cracking. right? <laughs> Just all I can think about. The brother is such a fucking freak. I have to give it to that actor because he's such a weird guy. He's so weird, man. So we get... Um, we get the rest of the... What the? Armitage? Armitage. Armitage. What a stupid name. That's how it should um, be pronounced. They just say it wrong in the movie. <laughs> Armitage. Armitage. Missy Armitage, Jeremy Armitage, and Dean Armitage. Dean and Missy are the parents, and Jeremy is the brother of Allison Williams's character. And boy, are they characters, to say the least. You know, Allison tried her best to prep... Daniel, I guess, I guess I'm just saying Daniel, whatever, you know what, <laughs> fuck it, I hope you're keeping up. <clears throat> uh, Allison tries her best to prep Daniel for it, <laughs> you know, but you can only truly prep someone so much for this family, you know, so it's almost convincing, some of the questions they ask, and then there's like one or two questions here or there, and you're like, what the fuck are you saying? It's... Oh, it was so brilliant because as someone who has also been in this situation, <laughs> like the beginning of this movie, when you first meet the parent, meet the parents, I was like skeptical. I was like, Oh, maybe they're not evil because like some white people are just kind of like unintentionally ignorant in that way that the parents are in this movie. Right. And I've, and I've seen that firsthand. Obviously like, I, I went to a predominantly white high school, but I still have, a lot of black friends and then eventually the groups meshed and parents meet these black friends and they're like some parents i should say some very specific parents meet these black friends and they're like oh what do you do fine sir and I'm like he's just another human being what is wrong with he's not some <laughs> specimen yeah he's, he's just a guy <laughs> he's just another guy I don't know. just talk to line... him like, talk to me one of my favorite lines in this movie is when he was asking Daniel about sports. And it's such a small thing that I don't think other people will notice. Or, maybe, you know, if you've been in this situation, let me know. But he was like, what, what's your favorite sport? Football? Baseball? And, and went out of his way to not mention basketball because he didn't want to come off in that way. He tries his hardest, you know? The dad. But the you, dad. <laughs> you know his first instinct was to, was to ask about basketball. Oh, for sure. And you know for a fact, don't get me wrong, uh, I don't think we already said, I think we said it before the recording. Naturally, he was like, you know, if it were up to me, I would have voted <laughs> Obama in for a third term. <sighs> Thank, good. That's a good, <laughs> a good boundary to cross That makes you feel so much better, guy. Thanks. <laughs> it's, and it's so funny because, like, growing up, I will say, I mean, growing up in general, one of the few things I learned, or maybe my parents taught me, I want to say I learned naturally because I just learned things naturally. Uh, you never talk about religion and you never talk about politics, just in general, right? Uh, especially with your friends. I think this, that's the specific quote, but whatever. First thing the dad's like, you know what, buddy? I would have voted for Obama a third term. See, I'm cool because I like Obama. <laughs> He's one of the, he then goes on to say one of the the best president I've ever seen 
Daniel's like, yeah, man. I agree. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just so painfully awkward. As yep. well as he's pulling up, they have black, as the dad calls them, caretakers. Um, they were around to take care of the grandparents of the Armitages, Armitage family. Uh, and then they passed away. The dad says, oh, I felt bad just sending them back out there. So I kept them, basically, is what he says. Oh, God. Doesn't say, like, oh, I pay them handsomely, or yada, yada, yada. Or it's so fucking funny, promising. man. Yeah. Because and it's like, it's the. It's the first thing you see when they pull up to the house. It's just the black guy cutting the grass. And I'm like, my first time watching that, I was like, oh, well, not a shock. And it's very interesting because they are very, very dressed down. And, you know, it's very intentional, but it's not too noticeable to where you'd be like, that is some really weird dress. But if you, like, look and then think about it, you're like, that's not culturally appropriate for the time we're in. It's a little bit, it's a bit of a bad look. Yeah. It's not, yeah, not only are they taking care of the yard, they're also taking care of the yard because there's, a, like, a lawn person and then there's somebody who takes care of the inside of the house, uh, Georgina. And not only are they doing all the work that they're doing, they're doing all the work that they're doing in clothes from, like, the 1930s or 1940s. Yeah, man, it's so insane. And every time we hear, like, a car or a car radio regarding uh, this household or the family, it's playing a 1930s station, according to my subtitles. So and it's, it's just a to, really weird thing going on. And on top of that, they fucking live in the house. Yeah! It's super odd, super reminiscent. Obviously, of when all of those things happened 300 years ago now, or 200 years ago, I'm not a his. You know, remember how I almost didn't say Trojan War last episode? Yeah. Not a history buff. Mind you, I knew it was the Trojan War. Don't let Gavin try to convince you I'm some kind of idiot. <laughs> right? I knew. I didn't need any help, okay? I knew. Alright? Regardless, this isn't about the Trojan War. We continue. Oh, oh sorry. Let's talk about Macaulay Calkin off-brand. Uh, just a weird, sorry to Caleb Landry Jones, you're just a weird looking guy, I'm sorry, you know, for, he played for, this role perfectly. The he, it's the way he talks, like, why do you talk like that? He's just, he's a drunk in this movie, basically, he was in Breaking Bad, apparently, good for him. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen anything else that he's been in. Sorry, Caleb, but you do look like an off-brand Macaulay Culkin in this movie. Macaulay Culkin. Another good performance. Another good performance. Yeah. As we proceed onward, nothing too out of the ordinary just yet. Some minor things happening here and there. Uh, Daniel's phone randomly unplugged whenever he leaves the room and comes back to it. Eyebrow? Hmm? Thoughts? One of the, like, probably, if you have never seen this movie, you've definitely seen either a gif or a meme or something of him out in the yard and then the caretaker just sprinting straight at him, Captain American yep. style, and then hard right turn right in front of him. Uh, gotta say, the horror isn't horrifying. 
that was I heard another criticism of the movie was that it wasn't necessarily scary. It was more of a thriller. Um, it's complicated because it's like you could say that about any of the other movies that this fucking movie is kind of like spiritually based on. Yeah, exactly. Because you look back, you try to watch that original Night of the Living Dead now, I mean, it's a fucking 40s or 50s, whenever the fuck it was. 50s, 60s, I don't care. It's a super old movie, it's a super slow movie. So, you know, you're kind of just like, ooh, snail's pace. But yeah. There are two other movies that this, that Get Out is kind of like specifically kind of homaging, which Mm -hmm. is the The Stepford Wives and Rosemary's Baby. And... unfamiliar. And, like, I've seen both of those movies, and those are not, quote-unquote, like, scary. You know? It's not like, boo, I'm shitting myself when I'm watching it. But it is fucking, like, disturbing and uncomfortable. And I'd say, ultimately, we'll get there soon, the, like, premise of what's going on here in this movie is terrifying. Because, I don't want you guys to think about it too deeply, but somewhere out there in the deep, dark web, don't go looking, um... This type, not this specific type of shit, because when we get into the specifics, it's, like, impossible. But this type of shit is happening somewhere on the globe. Like, this shit still happens, and that's the terrifying part. Well, that's what makes this movie so brilliant and more horrifying, is that it's, like, kind of plausible. You know, not to skip a whole chunk of the movie, but you remember the scene where Rod goes to the police, Mm -hmm. and he's like, hey, my friend is fucking missing, and they're like, ah, get the fuck out of here, and they laugh (laughs) at him. Yeah, it's crazy, and uh, we missed it as well, but prior to them getting to the house, uh, deer, this, the funniest, arguably the funniest part of the movie is how the deer fucking rockets across the screen. Oh my god, yeah. Like, the deer would have had to have been thrown in order to do what it did, but either way, um, fucks them up and a white cop pulls up on them and asks for Daniel's ID, even though Daniel wasn't driving. The girlfriend gets all defensive and is like, he doesn't need to show his ID. Mind you, I just got into a crash like eight day, two weeks ago, and the cop asked for my ID too. They kind of just need your ID to see if you're okay kind of thing. Not to defend cops, but it is procedure, I believe. But I, I do have to call it in this specific scene, it's really subtle and really brilliant. The reason she is so defensive about her, about Daniel giving the ID to the cop is because she doesn't want any cops knowing who he is. That's true. For once he goes missing. Fair and honest. That's a strong point. Good point. Because when we get down to the nitty gritty of this operation, hooey, uh, super major spoilers. We're already at the 50 minute mark, so we have got to expedite uh we're gonna just jump straight into basically the major major things now there's a bunch of stuff in the middle that's super good super gorgeous super great to watch super good storytelling um this movie is very very prevalent with a lot of different shades of blues and natural like ground tones going on throughout the 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 very the house and the property is very muted yeah Um, whenever whenever daniel is on scene they do very interesting things with a lot of harsh blues that even with his like if you know daniel kaluuya he's a very darker dark-skinned man and the blue is very prevalent and is very rich and strong on his body like the first 
scene he gets when he like leaves the house to get out for air. He has a part where he's just like standing and this blue, this like royal blue just like washes over him and it's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. It looks fantastic. And then it's like by the end of the movie mini spoiler he ends up like in this hospital-esque setting and it's all like the light blue uh that you would see like when we were all wearing masks and shit like that kind of light blue you see in surgeries etc whatever the fuck it's called i don't know plastered across the room it's a very stark contrast obviously to what we get in that first outdoor scene uh spoiler alert what what do you call this plan like how do you how do you title this thing they're doing? They, it has a title. It has a name that they oh, call it in the yeah, movie. Oh yeah, the the fucking the coagula project or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that has any like but real. But for world all intents and purposes, it's like a fucking cult. Coagula procedure. Apologies for the brief intermission. You won't have a brief intermission, but we had a brief intermission. Technical difficulties, but we're here to you will just be a couple of seconds but to us was like i don't know 30 minutes i have no idea either way uh i think it was 15 but who, what do i know i just time is a figment of my imagination really <laughs> you know regardless the last thing from the original recording session you'll hear is me talking about the uh coagula procedure and how there's some real life science behind it according to the university of maryland um but i won't even begin to read that article regardless one of the bigger set pieces uh for the movie as a whole is this party that just so happens to be the same weekend that daniel and allison allison yep allison are there so we get to this party daniel thinks he quote has found himself another brother at the party he has not this is a very awkward individual who again is wearing some 1930s drab in my opinion but you know he like low-key kind of you know it's kind of drippy you know in a different somebody could wear that today and if they just added some like pop to it mother people would be like he drippy as hell. Yeah, I'm not going to hate on the fit. It was kind of cold. Like, you take, remove the hat from the occasion, because it's just like a super yeah. flat-brimmed hat, like a flat top as well. You remove the hat, give him some real good, <laughs> I don't even, Air Forces, and he fucking that shit up, bro. <laughs> give him some all-white AF1s, and that motherfucker is drippy. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, this is where things start to basically fall apart, right? This is like the small snowball starting to turn into the, um, big snowball. I don't fucking know. You know, whatever. Either way, we get this party. Daniel's like, hey, this is really weird. We gotta get the fuck. Your mother put me under hypnosis. I don't want to be here anymore. She's fucking with my head for real. Um... And the girlfriend, Allison's like, yeah, no, for sure. We we should get out of here. You're right. Let's let's go. Uh, and in the meantime, the fucking white people are holding a silent auction bid for Daniel. You know? Yeah, it's super fun. It doesn't see, it's not that to a T, right? Because there's a portrait of Daniel. And seemingly, 
at face value, they're bidding on the portrait. But even that's really weird, you know? Uh, but, like, it's a... <laughs> It's supposed to look like a slave auction. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> like, without a doubt. Uh, and it's, like, it, it's extra fucked because throughout the whole party scene, like, it's wildly uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. fucking Daniel manages to meet the one guy who isn't, like, a complete fucking lunatic. And it turns out that that guy is actually the one who is gonna buy Daniel, quote-unquote. Yeah, he's another art, artsy artsy-fartsy guy. He's in charge of some huge, like, art distributing gallery type thing. He said he once had an eye for it. Went blind. Uh, and he's like, oh, the irony. I know. I know. The irony. I'm ah. a big fan of your <laughs> photography. Well, yeah. Like, mind you, when the party, like, you know, when Daniel first gets into the party, there's an old Asian man. And he's just like, tell <laughs> me, is life as an African American extremely easy or extremely hard or something like that have you noticed it's particularly more or less difficult like what am i getting into here it's just like what did you just ask me excuse me (laughs) and then then, yeah daniel's like you know what that's a great question why don't we ask this guy who also happens to be an african-american in today's society who's just like you know my time as an african-american has been rather fantastic (laughs) it's just like all right cool Sick. Yeah. Alright. Uh, what I did think was funny, Daniel tries to sneak a picture of him. He fucking leaves his flash on. Come on, bro. I mean, that's just a, that's a common mistake. I do that shit all the time. Fumble. Nearly fumbled. 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 <laughs> for, for all of the things that Daniel does right, the one, the one mistake he makes, I mean, outside of going to the house in general... So one small mistake, but like John said, it's very legitimate mistake. Uh, the Flash makes him freak out. He's just like he says the thing. He says the, he's like, "Get out! Get out! You gotta get out! Get out!" He says the thing. He says the thing. He says the title, man. He says the title. It's crucial. Yeah, that's when I point. That's when I point at the screen and screech because he said it. <laughs> that's when everybody leaves the theater. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so. <laughs> We get to that night, they're packing up, they're trying to leave. As they're leaving, the family starts to come in on them. Like, uh, what are you doing? You trying to leave? Who do you think you are? And Daniel's like, Allison, come on, where are the keys? Give me the keys. Give me the fucking keys. Right? And what I yeah. thought was go like the the cherry on top of Allison's performance in this was just the Grabbing the keys and like, you know, I can't give these to you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just like it's very casually I, being like, well, obviously. I, I won't. I won't say I freaked out, but I was just like, <gasps> gasp, no way. I thought she was actually in love with this man. Unbelievable, yeah. you know. And it is very, very interesting because the brother, when they first talk. Uh, he mentions, again, he was like, you like MMA? You got the perfect build and physique for it. Um, he says something that he wants to lick Daniel from top to bottom. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. That could be a deleted scene. I don't know. But ultimately, he mentions that it's like chess, and you got to think of the game three or four moves ahead. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, this entire weekend from top to bottom was planned out by the armored dumbasses I, I can't i don't know whatever they have a terrible <laughs> last name i don't care uh so 
RIP, not, I mean, RIP Daniel, really, he gets, he's fucked, really, it's just, like, three against one. Sure enough, they, uh, tie him up, and he's put back into this chair, he's locked in, and it's not looking so great for Daniel here, We're cutting back and forth between him and, uh, motherfucking TSA agent, who's trying his best to get the cops in on this he does a little bit of research himself he's one of two people in the entire world that uses bing instead of google <laughs> on fucking i didn't even notice like, that bro how much did bing pay to be like please god use our service over google in your movie please 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 get people on bing because he uses bing and then allison uses bing like 10 minutes later oh so they they fucking shill for bing twice yes yeah <laughs> It's oh, get the fuck such out of here. Odd... Once is enough. It's so funny because of all the movies we watch. Obviously, they do all the, like, fabricated and, like, silly search engines. But, no, nah, these motherfuckers just straight up used Bing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bing might as well be a fucking funny made-up one. <laughs> Honestly. So, uh, Daniel's strapped in. Not much he can do. Uh, we see the father is prepping the head of the arts artsy fartsy guy to transfer their brains and transfer their consciousness and uh that's the coagula procedure it's even more horrifying the way it's described when the guy is on tv yeah yeah because he's like well we'll remove most of your brain and put mine on there like you'll still be in there but just as like a passenger yeah so we get and that it's like the most horrible thing ever i think we get a little bit of back a little bit not really a backstory, but an explanation of what the coagula procedure specifically is. Daniel strapped in. He's watching this quote. We'll call it a TV program of sorts. And the grandparent Armitages are on screen explaining the coagula procedure. And, uh, you know, this is when all the pieces of the movie start to really come together. And you're like, oh, my God. And so yep. it's at this time Rod figures out. He's like, oh, shit. The picture, Daniel sends the picture that he took of, I forget his name now, damn. His, the made-up name that they gave him is Logan. Yeah, yeah, so the picture's Logan, but when he sends it to Rod, Rod calls right away and he's like, we know him, he's such and such. That's fucking Andre Hayward. Yeah, he's like, that's Andre, he went missing like six months ago, and he shows up to this party with a woman twice his age, acting super fucking weird, basically. Yeah. So all the pieces are coming together, and it's like, oh shit. And Rod's convinced it's sex slaves, but that's not. Hate to break it to you all, it's not. I mean, honestly, in Andre's case, it might be a sex slave thing. I don't know. I mean, they are slaves, but they're not sex. <laughs> they're not slaves. specifically sex slaves, guys. Come on. Except you know what? What really fucks me up about the coagula thing is that it just seems like it doesn't seem like you're getting that much of a good deal anyway. Fuck no, no. It's just well, because as we come to find out, the fucking servants that they have in the house are the grandpa and the granddad, or and the grandma. Yeah, really. But it's like, okay, you transfer my fucking brain into a new body, but what? I'm just gonna be your fucking servant. Yeah, it's a really that sucks. It's really, really odd, and they have really odd mannerisms throughout the entire movie. So basically, we haven't talked about it yet, but the sunken place, right? Uh, when Daniel undergoes hypnosis, the mother puts him into the sunken place, and basically, with a audio cue, he is sent into the sunken place no matter what. That's how hypnosis kind of works. And so, 
that's kind of like you end up you mentally end up in the sunken place so you're kind of just like the passenger to the uh driving entity whoever they decide to put in you know if you ever watched Yu-Gi-Oh growing up and you were familiar with <laughs> the millennium it's like items, Yami Yugi <laughs> except where Yami kind of has control over it someone like Bakora didn't have control over his and like well, the millennium it's... ring got to him a few times it's not like Yami Yugi and regular Yugi who are kind of like sharing and being partners and kind of switching on and off. Yeah. It's more so just like, well, I'm in charge right. and you're just stuck in there. Like, yeah, like if you remember uh, Battle City and getting to Merrick, I understand <laughs> this is a super foreign language to the majority of you. To the normal people out so there. all the normal people who actually have friends and talk to people like normal humans of today's society, you may not know what I'm saying, but like, you know, whatever, Merrick, whatever. It's a whole thing. Go watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Stream Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, play Master Duel, it's free. Um, whatever. You have no excuse. Come ruin your life with us. <laughs> Load it up on your phone. Get her going. Not paid sponsorship, but Konami, reach out. Anyway. Konami. I'll, I, I'll make your Yu-Gi-Oh! horror movie. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. I'll base it in the fucking the little dice world they did for like four episodes. I'm gonna do something with that shit well, we, for real. We could make it like the original Yu-Gi-Oh! Where Yu-Gi was killing people with games. <laughs> That's true. I forget the... Mo- anyway. <clears throat> anyway. Whew, that was... Whew, nerd out over. Oh, God. I don't know what just... I don't know what just happened. <laughs> oh, it just left my spirit. Weird chills just took over. What happened? Anyway. But honestly, with that setup, I think I would rather die. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Because it's like, you, you can hear and you can, like, see... And you can perceive everything. You just can't fucking like react to it. Yeah, no, for sure. And we see that later, <laughs> you know. Uh, and it's interesting, you know. We're already past the hour mark on this episode, but I'm thinking about the logistics of it. Like, okay, cool, transferring the brain and consciousness and stuff. But aren't you still at risk for like Alzheimer's and stuff? Like, yeah, because you got your, you still have like your like old ass geriatric brain in there. Which is man. why they dress like the 1930s in these people's bodies because they never really and they don't know slang. Yeah, so it's like, aren't you're just gonna be an Alzheimer's patient in a 30 year old body? Congratulations, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you've just moved your brain to another prison. You really just moved the goalposts. <laughs> That's just yeah, in a different way. You didn't put, you didn't even push it back farther. You just moved it slightly <laughs> to the left. You didn't solve the real problem. You solved the physical yeah. aging, but nobody gives a fuck about that. But but my thing is that like, cause the guy that got put into Andre's body, like, like he seems fine. Like he gets to fucking live his life. Yeah. And be, like, married or whatever, whereas grandma and grandpa are just like, well, I guess I'll cut the grass. Yeah, it's so, it's so, so odd. Ultimately, Daniel is strapped to this chair. He gets to talk to the art guy one last time and ask a few questions about the procedure. Uh, And this is where the horror finally, you know, in the, like, last 20 minutes of the movie, we just get kill, 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 kill. Uh, Yeah, first kill doesn't come until the hour 20 mark or so. And yeah. Daniel strapped into the chair. The brother comes in to to release him, to transfer him, to get the brain transfer going. Daniel grabs a, a bochi, bochi, boch, boch ball. Is that what that was? Yes, a bochi ball. I don't know how to fucking say the game's name, but he grabs one of those. They're solid, like they are. Whew, they're solid, and uh, mink, mink. You know? <laughs> 
that's a brother down, literally. And uh, there's some significance to the next kill. He goes out and ultimately then takes... Uh, there's a mounted buck head, I think is the deer head, whatever. It's a male deer with antlers on it. I don't know. He grabs it, fucking rams the shit right into the dad. And there's some significance there. I forget the specifics, but... Uh, there's there's quite a bit of significance, actually. Okay. Scholar. Well, because, like... Saying. Well, it's because the whole thing is that they were kind of hunting Chris the whole time. Like, as if he were a deer. Mm-hmm. And he, his body is the trophy, as is the deer. But on top of that, you also have what... It ties into the whole thing with his mother. Uh-huh. Uh, we didn't touch on it before, but... Chris's mother was killed in a hit and run when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And what makes it worse is that she actually, Chris was like there, like it happened in front of their house and he just saw it and he just watched TV and he didn't do anything about it. And then it comes back. She could have lived because she survived the initial impact had he called someone, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. And so at the beginning of the movie, when they hit the deer, he has this whole moment with him because it reminds him of his mother. And, but then it it loops all the way back around because he grabs the deer head and it kind of escapes with it, uses it as a tool to fight back, and it's kind of like his mother's helping him back, helping him out. It's truly, truly poetic. It it really is. It was I hadn't even noticed that the first time I watched the movie. Always good to rewatch movies, folks. You know, always good. And next is the mother. You know. They make eye contact across her room. They both see the tea, the tea glass that sends Dan... Oh, I didn't even fucking mention. Oh my god, how could I? Uh, Daniel, in order to avoid the very last hypnosis, which would have put him under for the procedure, he picked cotton out of the seat he was sitting in, (laughs) plugged his ears in order to avoid said hypnosis, and then bashed the brother's head in. And then dealt with the father. Then beats the mother to the T. Um, wicked moment here. The mother manages to beat him to like an envelope opener, basically. And fucking goes to stab him. And Daniel's like, no. And just, Mink. He just grabs. He just basically takes that shit to the hand. And he's like, you stupid white bitch. And he's fucking. Mink. He just turns it around on her and starts stabbing her. Just funny. Because he leaves the blade in his hand as he stabs her, so he took control of her back. You know? True. Wow, crazy. <laughs> and um, there was a point earlier in the movie where they said basically um, that all black people were faster, stronger, and smarter, or something along those lines, or were like the superior it's... race, yeah. It's like an old racist stereotype. Yeah. And I'm talking like real old. It's like OG racism. Yeah. Where where people used to think that black people were like fucking physically like superior, mm-hmm. but like mentally <laughs> inferior. Which is so odd. And obviously the twist on that here is that Daniel outsmarts all of them. He's just like, yeah. get fucked, losers. And drags his nuts across all of their faces right after the kills. Um, that's in the deleted scene. Sorry, but God, I wish I watched. It. <laughs> I'm kidding. There are like four or five deleted scenes. I didn't watch all of them. There is an alternate ending that we'll talk about in a few minutes here. Um, so he deals with those first three. He gets into a car, 1930s radio blaring, and he just 
you know, he hightails it out of there as quickly as possible. On his way out, he ends up hitting the caretaker Georgina, which we find out like we find out like within this scene that is the grandma because Allison finally is like attuned to what's going on. And is like, oh shit, what the? Well, fuck? she realized the fucking house is burning down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and she's just like, God damn it, I'll deal with this, I guess. I gotta fucking fix this whole thing. Yeah, and she was just on Bing searching for her next partner. For new black people to target. Yeah, fucking Christ, man. Oh, we didn't even touch about the fucking part when when fucking Chris is like, okay, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Where he goes into the closet and finds oh, her pictures. Right. Yeah, man. He, she, he, he finds a whole gallery of every other black man she's been with when she told him like 30 minutes ago that, oh, you're the only black guy I've ever dated. Or that's like, I think she said that. And Georgina. Huh? and georgina she was just some girl she was dating oh yeah yeah and she dated georgina too like what she courted all of these people for their sick sick plan it's so odd (laughs) uh so naturally as daniel drove off and hit the woman this was the so like i said other than the flash like daniel is a super super smart character throughout the entire movie and that's a huge double like a double plus grade for me i love it when my horror characters are intelligent right and he's super duper intelligent the entire movie i understand the callback they're going for here you know oh rescue the woman because you didn't rescue your mother kind of thing so i get it and he even has a moment to himself where he's like just go just go just go and it's a jump cut to him already halfway to her which i liked good cut regardless it's still it's just not it doesn't make any sense to me because he knows everything now so he knows well, that she's one of them. It makes sense in the fact that it's a very emotional decision that a real person would make. Yeah, I guess I, he did it's hit not her, the so sm- suppose. It's not the smartest, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, maybe in, in his thought process is like, well, if I get out, if I get her out of here, maybe somebody can fix her. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I get it. And to an extent, I'm just like, uh, you know, you know. Because, well, like, you had... You had the scene where Andre was freaking out, and because for a second there, like, he had come out. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's the thing, and it happens very shortly after. Uh, she wakes up in the middle of him driving, and she's like, I can't believe what you've done to my house. And you've then, ruined my house! Yeah, and then starts to attack him. He crashes the car, she dies, whatever. And Smashes her fucking face into that dad. Yeah, she's fucked. Uh, he manages to make it out. He is, whew, he is not in good shape at this point. Oh, dude, these last, like, 25 minutes, he gets put through the fucking ringer. But boy, is he immense. Allison's finally here at the party. Daniel gets up. She pulled that fucking strap out. I know, she got the shoddy with her, ready to fucking blow some shit up, really. She's just like, you know, like, what's good, homie? (laughs) Whoa. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, God, and... Even with the toolie out, she's just like, Grandpa, get him. Unbelievable. Bolt so just she, sprints towards him. Yeah, just so she's completely innocent, no matter what. And uh, they get into their little scuffle. Daniel hits him with a ping, you know, he manages to get his camera out one last time. Not his camera, his phone camera. His phone camera out one last time. Hits him with a flash, and so... He turns around. He asks Allison for the gun. Says, I'll do it. 
and this is interesting for the first time we see the cranial scar around his head because he is no longer with a hat on and, yeah uh, i was just like oh right she said grandpa that's crazy and now it makes sense that they all wear hats georgina's got her hairline well, you know yeah well it's a whole subtle thing because georgina was wearing a wig uh, to hide the scar yeah, yeah there's some georgina throughout the movie is one of the creepier characters because she's so her movements are so very erratic so uneasy whenever she was on screen she's the one that makes me sad the most because she's the one that kind of fights back internally the most yeah and you can see it or, like you at least see her suffering internally yeah the most. yeah like truly suffering like nah like that was the, the other big like trailer thing that sticks out is her going no 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 yeah and it's just like oh that part creeps me out yeah man that gets me um man i can't us is just gonna be me shitting myself for like 20 minutes anyway (laughs) we he said you know garden taker we didn't say his name once whatever whatever it is i'm sorry (laughs) grabs the gun from allison says i'll do it and right into her stomach bow right through the chest right through the fucking stomach right through her sternum she is blown away. He just fucking turns, whips 180, looks Daniel dead in the eyes and says, headshot. Bam. Kills himself. Kills himself. I mean, fair, right? Obviously. I, I wouldn't fucking blame. I would not want an old white man's brain in my head either. Mm-mm, no, no. It, it's it's crazy. It's so interesting. I don't want to say interesting. It's such an immediate knee-jerk reaction he has once he realizes, oh, I have a gun in my hand. Boom. Unbelievable. Uh, because, again, yeah, uh, he's been present the entire time, and I can only imagine how long he has been a backseat character to his own fucking body. It's unreal. Yep. So we get that moment, which is fantastic. Uh, Daniel gets up. He gets over to his former lover, and she's like, I love you. Stop. You're my favorite. It's all a prank. She doesn't say that. Favorite. (laughs) Yeah, she's trying to. That's so fucking minute. She's. It's so crazy because even at this point, she's still such a fucking evil, manipulative person. Yeah, no, for sure. Honestly, it's hard to say, but uh, she's arguably the most evil character. Yeah, because she does like the most manipulation. Like the da- the dad's he- just a surgeon, the mom's just a hypnotist. Like she's probably number two for me, but well, it's like the the other three. It's like I get it. Like you're all evil. You've been evil from the start. But with her, it's like oh, I trusted you, man. Yeah, that hurt. Yeah, and uh, he starts to strangle her. Real just. Oh, and she uh, starts smiling at him. I yeah, him. that smile. God, I was just like, why is she smiling? What's about to happen? I was like, you fucking bitch. Right, like, what are you scheming? For real? Like, what? <laughs> like, your consciousness isn't getting transferred anywhere, so what's the deal? And uh, we see some cops. We hear a cop siren. We see some cop lights, and we're like, God. I fucking, I fucking tell you what, man. That first time I saw this movie, my heart fucking sank. On... When that car came into the frame. And I was just like, man, no fucking way, right? Like, And that's probably why she's smirking. Like, she knows. She's a white woman. She thinks she's going to oh. be okay. Immediately. She's like, oh, help. Officer, help. And then it's motherfucking, motherfucking TSA. TSA. Woo! <laughs> Rod is here for the rescue. 
And he's just like, oh, shit. What the fuck? Daniel, get in the car, man. Get the car. Get in the fucking car, Let's dude. Go, get man. out of Let's here. Let's go. Sid's at home. Come on, man. And um, that's get out, you know? That's, woo. <laughs> it, it's such a funny way to end the movie, too, because literally the last fucking line is just Rod saying, well, I told you not to go to the fucking house. <laughs> yeah, it's just Rod saying, I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> For real. And um, briefly... Because, uh, again, if you get the three-in-one movie collection, you get all this bonus content. Um, there was, in fact, an alternate ending recorded and shot, and it is exactly what you think it is. In the alternate yep. ending, the actual cops do come. They do lock him up. They do arrest him. And instead, the last scene is uh, Rod coming to talk to him in prison. And Rod's just like, come on, man, you got to give me more details. And Daniel's like, I don't remember. I don't care. I dealt with them. That's kind of it. You know, I, I did what I had to do. I'll see you later, man. Damn. Yeah. And um, probably completely intentional. The very last scene is Daniel walking into, like, deeper into prison, and it's completely whitewashed. Like, every single surface is just white paint. And then it's him in his orange jumpsuit and a police officer, entirely white. Like white bars, white walls, etc. So, and Damn. that's how the movie ends. Same outro music perhaps, and everything, but yeah. Perhaps it's as if whiteness is some kind of prison. Weird. Um, <laughs> but Jordan Peele did come out and say, you know, Daniel had already been through so much shit at that point. I just wanted my main yeah. character to actually win in this story. And that's why we got the ending we did. I really appreciate that. I do too. Uh, especially considering Us's ending, I really appreciate it, you know? Yeah, I do love Us's ending, though. Like and the ending to lot. Nope. Yeah. So, that's Get Out. This is going to come in around an hour 20, so another long one for you, for you folks. You're welcome. It's a meaty movie, man. It's a, it's a lot to talk about. It is, it is. And Us will probably get around here, if not longer. Us has a lot more... I don't know. Us has a lot more like straight up symbolism, but I don't know if the depths are the same in terms of commentary. I feel yeah, in terms of like what the movie's trying to say, I feel like Get Out does that a lot more. Mm-hmm. Whereas the plot is kind of takes a bit of a backseat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like I feel like Us is very much so we're talking about the plot. Yeah. Uh, like us, yes, there's symbolism and shit, but like we're telling a story. Uh, us kind of has like symbols for the sake of like symbols. They're not really like yeah. not playing into the movie at all. They're kind of like symbolic in the way of like Easter eggs, I'd say. Well, my thing with Us and not to go on a whole other fucking tangent, and I I do admit it's been some years since I've seen it. But I remember my initial reaction after watching the movie, like the second time was just like, okay, but like, what's, what was the point? Like, what's your point that you're trying to make? <laughs> right? Yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Us is a, whereas get, us will be interesting. Whereas get out's point is very fucking obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it for get out. Ultimately out of six. What are you saying? Oh, I got to give it a six for sure. For, oh, for sure. I think it's the first time ever. Ring the alarm, sound the bells. We got a double six alert. Double <laughs> this six is alert. Special occasion. We got a twelve here. Double six alert. First ever twelve out of twelve given to a movie. <laughs> Congratulations, Jordan Peele. Get out is a certified 
double gold spork movie. Certif nothing. Nothing has gotten six. Nothing's ever got double six sporks. Dude. Yeah, we've got we've thrown out some single sixes. You know, John's given a golden spork out or two, I believe. I think even Gavin yeah. has. This is my first golden spork. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, really, like I said, the double golden spork is really the achievement here. Congratulations. It just does it all, man. Yeah. You know, it's it's fucking original. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's very well directed, very well shot. Yeah. Fucking amazing performances. And, and once you get to, like, nitty-gritty details, like I said, like, you can't even... If you really want to talk about Daniel's character being dumb or any of the characters being dumb, you're being super nitpicky. Like, yeah. to find gripe with this movie, I think you're being nitpicky in general. I don't think you can find issue with this movie, in all honesty. I, the only people that I could think about who would, like, be, like, fucking, like, I don't know, irritated at this movie are the people who are just like, well, like whatever, dude, like, white people are that bad. <laughs> You know, yeah. like those fucking assholes, or or the other or the other side of like the horror spectrum. Like, oh, it's not even really a horror movie, honestly. Yeah, it's not even that scary. Like, okay, whatever, dude. Sorry, this isn't your know. terrifier with a saw blade going through a woman's vagina. Yeah, sorry we don't. Sorry we don't watch a woman get fucking sawed in half gratuitously. God, there's nothing to talk about there. We can't, you know. Ah. I'm sorry. There's not twenty five gallons of blood on screen. <laughs> Yeah, for real, so... I was gonna do it. I even gotta give it to it, man. Like, I, I like I love movies. That film is great. I, it's something that I very much fucking enjoy. But I gotta admit, when it comes to, like, music and, like, scores in movies, couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. Not really something I pay... Not really something I pay attention to, but with this, this movie... Like Get Out, its fucking score is like stuck in my brain. It creeps me out so much. And so, and same thing with us. Uh, I mean, if you're if we saw people listening at this point, one of the more important things I should have mentioned was that uh, Steven Spielberg himself, uh, in naturally in Spielberg fashion, was like Jordan Peele and his composer. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting your name. Um, are just like me and this composer, who I assume is the composer that he worked with for Jaws. I don't know. That's like, fucking high praise. Yeah, man. I'm just like, all right, suck yourself off. I get it, but yes, high praise. Ultimately, <laughs> everybody's like, oh, Steven Spielberg, you're great, you're fantastic, you do no wrong. But that's Get Out. Like I said, two weeks from now, I think should be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it'll be us and again talking about us. Ah, be on the lookout. Ah, this coming week will be either Ghost Ship or 13 Ghosts. Be sure to vote over on our Instagram. The anniversary episode. Yeah, one year anniversary. Woo, one year Spork Tent. Woo, you know. So uh, get your parties ready to go. Uh, be sure to vote in the poll over on Instagram at Bloody Spork. If you don't already, you can follow us on Twitter as well at Bloody Spork Pod. And if you want to email us further movie suggestions or Spork feeding topics, you can email us at Bloody Spork what is it? BloodySporkPod at gmail.com. I said it earlier in the fucking episode, so you definitely have heard it at least once correctly. So, without further ado, that's going to do it for me. I'm Dan. I'm John. And, uh, get out. But I'm. Ah, yeah. he's at the thing. Ah, enjoy. He beat me to it. He beat me to <laughs> it. The, enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> bye. Uh, bye. Love you. Love you.